Happy day. This is the Wellness 717 Podcast. I'm Dr. Jeff Ludwig. I'm the host of this show. This is sponsored by Camp Hill Family Chiropractic. And the aim of this show is to give this community information so you can make smart, safe, and sane healthcare decisions. So as they say, relax and enjoy the show. Well, today is an exciting day because I get to share my interview with none other than Jeannie Zappi. Jeannie Zappi is just an incredible, inspirational person. She's a good friend of mine. She's one of my patients, and we swim and train together as well. Today, Jeannie is going to share with you her journey in becoming a marathon swimmer. So this is part one, Jeannie Zappi, marathon swimmer. Welcome back to the Wellness 717 Podcast. We have a special, special guest with us today, and her name is Jeannie Zappi. Hi, Jeannie. Thanks for coming. Hi, Dr. Jeff. (laughs) Wonderful to be here. Great. So let's start off this podcast, and just to uh, let everybody know, Jeannie does not know the questions I'm going to ask her, so it's just going to come right from the heart. I do not. All right, so let's start off by just, Jeannie, tell us who Jeannie Zappi is. Oh, good one. (laughs) A simple one to start out with. Jeannie Zappi is a a marathon swimmer and a swim coach and a mom and a wife and and soon-to-be or working on inspirational speaker. So trying some new things out and stretching myself as far as my swimming goes. Well, um, everybody, Jeannie is all that and more, and we're going to find out a little bit more about her her today. So can you tell me about your journey to be an open water swimmer? Sure. Um, I started swimming in eighth grade as a competitive swimmer, kind of late, I guess, um, as, as it goes. And I swam in high school, did not swim in college because I chickened out and, uh, but I've been a lifelong swimmer and fit swimming was just always my, my happy place, my fitness place. And I started competing again in my mid thirties in a pool and, uh, somewhere around 2010 when I was reinventing myself as a coach again, I decided that I I just had a feeling I would like open water swimming and I became a certified total immersion coach, which is a way to swim freestyle efficiently. And I thought maybe I can venture into the open water. And uh, I did a one mile lake swim in 2010 and it was fantastic. And I wondered how far I could go. And one mile became two miles, became three miles, became six, 10, 15 20, 29, and then the English Channel. Wow. (laughs) 
you know, I just, uh, you know, being a swimmer myself and those of you who aren't swimmers, you know, we swim in the pool and we go back and forth and there's this special thing on the bottom of the pool called a line. Yeah. And it's there for a number of reasons, but um, I don't know if I could personally, I mean, I swim in the ocean, but I don't know if I could personally um, swim long distance. I, I would guess I would have to work up to it, right, Jeannie? I'm sure you had that, oh, that, yeah. that, that transition as well. Wow. So, yeah. so you have to do a lot of training for this, right? So I do. Um, why don't we just talk about the last um, major event that you did, and we can talk about some other ones if you like. And that was the English Channel. And I know, uh, if I recall, you did it before, maybe in a relay, mm-hmm. and then, but you did it yourself, of course, with a lot of help and support. So what type of training? When, when did it begin? Um, you can tell about yardage or miles mm-hmm. or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, I did a relay, a six person relay in across the English channel in 2017 and relays are awesome for just experiencing the location. I did a a Manhattan relay before I swam around Manhattan. I did a Catalina relay and then I did an English channel relay. And I, and while I was there, I thought, could I really, could I do this myself instead of cycling every six hours doing one hour, which is what I did with the relay. It took me a year, but then I came back and in 2018, I booked a pilot to do a solo uh, English Channel Swim. I had no idea what I was doing except saying yes. you know, jumping in and I'll figure it out. I have enough friends who have done it and, um, that I figured I could interview people and I'm a coach. So I sort of figured things out. So I, I started doing harder swims, uh, organized longer, harder swims in 2018. And, um, in 2019, I did a very hard Hudson river swim that was 10 hours long and uh, six, the first six hours against the current, which was so hard. And then I swam around Manhattan in 2019. That was 29 miles for nine hours. So I just kept doing harder, longer, more challenging swims since 2018. I really ramped up my English Channel training in December of last year. Uh, well, no, December of 20, because my swim was Labor Day weekend um, on Labor Day, I swam the channel in 21. So in December of 20, and you were part of this because you swim with me, um, my goal was, and I, I don't know if you remember doing this, but we did a double what, that one day. Do you remember that? We did a, two workouts in one day. Um, my goal in December of 20 was to swim every day in December. And I did 28 out of 31 days. And that really got my yardage up and got me into the habit of going to the pool every day. And then from there, from January until I left in August, um, it was a a continual ramp up um, where I tried to swim eventually the number of miles and yards that I would swim in that English Channel swim. I would try to do that weekly. And so I hit 45,000 yards several weeks in a row. That was 23 miles a week.
I started, when I swam around Manhattan, I started in the East River uh, with the Statue of Liberty out. And and it was near Freedom Tower. And um, jump in there, go to the left, um, and swim up the East River. And then the East River becomes the Harlem River, which is skinny and flat and then and and more residential and then um turn the corner and come down the big Hudson River Valley where it opens up up at the top there by the Spite and Dival and then you go under the George Washington and finish back at um the Freedom Tower area and you go under 20 bridges which is what it's called it's called 20 bridges and I did backstroke under all 20 bridges so that I could see the bottom of every bridge whole idea of this podcast is to talk about wellness in this area code and inspire people to do things, not just me preaching about what to do and healthy choices to make, but to inspire people that I'm sure not only was this a physical demanding thing that you had to build up for, um, how much is mindset involved with this? It's total mindset. Total mindset. It really is. I mean, everything from the training and you were with me throughout the training Um, Thank God, making me swim fast because I really needed you. Um, And we can talk about that in a little while, uh, about toward the end of the English Channel and how my training with you really was key. Um, I think the training, you know, swimming six days a week, swimming, I did 25 10,000 yard pool swims. And so if they're not mental, I don't know what is. Um... You know, when when you and I swim, we swim two thousand to three thousand yards, and uh, and then you know I was doing ten thousand yards once or twice a week by myself, without music, without friends, um, specifically for the mental training of being alone, and it, it would take me two hours and forty minutes to swim ten thousand yards, which is six miles, and I did that twenty five times. That was just a piece of my training. And then I did open water training and I did back-to-back seven-hour swims and six-hour swims. Um, There's a whole kind of method to the madness and how to get the yardage in and how to get the hours in and how to get the cold in because it's a cold water swim and and the speed so that I have gears. Um, I think by the time I got to the channel... I think my swim was 90% mental. I just had to decide that I was not going to stop and I wasn't going to get out. I had waited there two weeks for my opportunity to swim and I went in at two hours before my window closed. My swim window closed at midnight on September 5th. And my pilot put me in. The weather was not cooperating at all, as it as that's what it does over there. So I was waiting and waiting and waiting for two weeks. And I think, you know, I just decided that if I got the crack to do it, I was not going to stop. And there was no reason to stop. I was fully prepared. And um, I, you know, I went in at 10 p.m. and swam until 1 p.m. the next day. 
the whole night swim was totally mental. Um, the whole thing that I do, I think, is really a mental, a mental toughness yes. activity. So I can, I don't know the exact time. I think it might have been at least three months before your swim. And, of course, I'm swimming. I'm not swimming the yardage that you are. I, I didn't care to swim the, the amount of yardage that you were doing. I mean, it was um, a little selfishness on my part because I need a swimming partner, and I was happy to do whatever. I didn't really realize I was helping you that much. But I mm-hmm. can uh, – I remember – I think it was three months before, maybe a little bit before that, I saw a change in you mentally where um, there was a point of view. I think people go through all sorts of emotions with everything in life, but especially when it comes to uh, just dealing with physical feats. Um, there was a time where you were scared. Yeah. There, there was a time where you, you were doubting. Um, um, and... But I, I, what I saw is just a transformation, and that's that's all on you. And 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 realizing that you weren't just doing this by yourself. You had you surrounded yourself. Well, they say you're 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 the uh, you're the sum of the of, of the five people you hang out with. Well, so why don't you tell us about the team that was with you to prepare yourself for this, as well as um, during the event itself? Yeah. Um... Yes, I did surround myself with quite a few, you know, help uh, quite a few people. It was it was um, quite a team. I, of course, started seeing you. I don't know if that was three years ago or whatever, or when I couldn't turn my neck to the left, and I knew, you know, that was a problem. And I had lower back pain too. And I saw you at a swim meet, and I said, I need to come see you. And this was bef- I don't. This was probably before the channel even came into existence. And then I figured out when I booked my my pilot in 2018 that he was going to be on my left, and he told me that with his boat. And he was he he. That's where he wants to put his swimmers. His steering wheel is on the right, and he wants to have the swimmer right outside him. I knew three years ago or, you know, when I, but when I booked him that I was going to have to breathe to the left, which is not my happy side. When I swim, my happy side is breathing to the right. So, you know, for the whole year before my swim, I urgently practiced getting, trying to get the left breath as comfortable as the right breath and you making my neck turn to the left. So, you know, we, we got my left turn, my head turning to the left and my, my arthritic neck and uh, no more lower back pain. And so you were part of my, you know, being able to breathe to the left thing. Um, I also have a trainer that I hired when I knew I needed more speed because it's not just about swimming the channel and they don't let you be in there for as many hours as you want to be in there. Um, there's currents, there's tides, it's cold. On my day, it was 63 to 64 degrees in the water. You do not wear a wetsuit. Um, you don't get to just paddle around and, and take your time. Um, it, they're all business. You're not allowed to wear a wetsuit or you don't want to wear a wetsuit? Um, you, 
If you want it to count, you don't wear a wetsuit. If, if, you know, and if you're going to go through all of this, you want the the thing to count. Um, There is a group that does provide um, an opportunity for wetsuit swimmers to swim the channel. That's a different group. Uh, But if you want it ratified by the Channel Swimming and Piloting Federation and you want to be in the books and on the wall at the bar where you sign the wall, um, a real, it's called English Channel Rules. You have to swim the way the first person crossed, which is suit, cap, and goggles. And um, so you have to do cold acclimation. And um, so I I got a trainer, my trainer Don from Reach for More, made me stronger for the last three years and I got faster. Um, Swimming with you, racing you weekly, uh, made me faster for sure. And when I was at this kind of critical spot in the channel, which is about 6,000 meters from France, there's a hard turn and the tides are very, very strong. And um, that's when I was asked to sprint by my team and sprint for 30 minutes. And all I did was pretend I was swimming with you. And all those times that we raced and you were right next to me because Jeff and I are very equal in terms of speed and we just kind of take turns like pushing each other. So when I had to pick it up for half an hour, it was no big deal. I was like, oh, Jeff's here. And I just put on my catch and, you know, let it rip for a half an hour. And then they asked me for another half an hour, sprint for another half an hour. Okay, I'll sprint for another half an hour. And then after that, I was in what they call the blue and it was the smooth uh, water into France and I could swim a few more um, 30 minute segments um, in the clear. And then I had my team my that I decided to take with me. Um, my dear friend Deb, who has been with me on, you know, she started out as a client. I coached her. Um, and then little by little, she started going on these swims with me, crewing for me, paddling for me, kayaking for me on the long swims, going on all my training swims with me, and really my partner in crime as far as planning out this swim. She became my crew chief and, um, you know, forever, forever, forever grateful. I also took my college roommate, Susan, who is a fitness professional and she went with us on the Manhattan swim. And I th- she's very helpful in terms of body work and massage. And um, I did throw some massage in there, by the way, for recovery during my training. Um, Susan does mashing and massage and just really good from a healthy eating um, standpoint. She cooked for us over there in England as well. And then I took my friend, Kathy Wingert, who is a swim mom of one of my swimmers that I coached. And Kathy's job was to um, document the swim. So she did everything documentation, pictures, video, social media, kept uh, my Facebook group, Eternal Optimists, up to date, um, let everybody know how to follow, um, posted beautiful posts every day. Um, And, you know, that was my team who went with me. Wow. You know, it's, uh, you know, I try to picture what, uh, <laughs> I try to picture 
where you were just from pictures uh, that you showed me and I've seen on Facebook and I, you know, it's probably doesn't do it, it, it justice at all. And then I can't imagine swimming at night, you know, you think oh, night swimming. Well, yeah, the English channel, it's a little bit different. There's currents, there's things swimming in the water. Yeah. Uh, and you started at night, right? Yes, I did. What time did you begin swimming? I started at 10 PM. And you finished one at 1 PM the next day. So, around so I did about, I don't know, eight hours in the dark. I mean, the sun came up at six something. I always tell my crew, I don't want to know what time it is. I don't want to know where I, I mean, other than knowing which, which section of the channel I was in, because there's five sections of the channel. Um, I didn't want to know anything more. Um, you don't look for land. You don't look at the clock. You don't wear a watch. Um, yeah, so went in at 10 p.m. and it was very, very, very um, 16 mile an hour winds. They like to go out in 10 mile an hour or less, but my pilot was really trying to get me in um, because had my window closed and I not gotten a, an opportunity to go in, the choice is to go home, having done all that training, just go home or hang around and hope that there's an opening for me that he can squeeze me in. It was ripping. It was, it was windy. Wow, wasn't that fun? That's our part one interview with Jeannie Zappi. And part two will be next Monday at 12 o'clock noon. I encourage you to check us out on the Wellness 717 podcast and check out our other episodes. And until then, be well and be blessed.